0: The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome Raider Nation to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host Raider Greg. And yes, we blew another lead by at least 17 points. Boy, oh boy, it just keeps getting better. (laughs) That and more here on show 605. Ritter Nation on today's show, we will have a post-game for the Jaguars, and we will have a pregame for the Colts, and we will have the Bone Line, and we'll do a little snippet on our coach and our coaching staff, which listen man, you gotta laugh because you can't cry no more. It's time to turn our season into the comedy that it really is. All right. You know, I've been listening to all the other podcasts. I've been listening to the Raiders' uh, homies or homers, I like to call them, because they're attached to the team or they're being paid by the team. And if they're being, even if they're attached, they can't lose their attachment by being honest. So they drag the company line. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because the company line guys are all saying the same thing and the non company line guys, gee, they're all saying the same thing. Hmm. Funny how that is. So the company line guys, like uh Lincoln Kennedy or the guy that does the podcast, sounds like he's about ten years old. Uh the the Raiders report or whatever he, he does. <laughs> Here's your host, Eddie Pascal.
1: And thank you guys for hanging out with us on the Raiders Podcast Network. Eddie Pascal hanging
0: out here. Another guy who's towing the company line because he has to. That's how he get his check. Now, those guys, well, let's see. What can I I liken that to? I liken it to, well, how about Mr. Rogers? Because it's always... It's a, a beautiful, beautiful day, day in the neighborhood, neighborhood. a beautiful, beautiful day for a neighbor. neighbor. Would you, oh, you be my <laughs> Could you be <pay laughs> mine? <laughs> because it's always beautiful in Redder Nation, even in the midst of this catastrophe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so after this game, after the game, actually most of the games this season, our head coach, McDougal's has a really annoying, (laughs) it's it's annoying to me. I don't know if it's annoying to you, but I got to bring it out because it just bothers me so much. Because along with the general garbage coach speak, like we got to get better and our team has to play harder and I have to do a better job and all that nonsense, which is true coach speak. Is this how many times just count them? Does he say, um, you know? <laughs> well, Randy put together a little special piece, and let's just listen to this because when you do, you'll really get what I'm talking about.
2: All right, well, obviously, Taylor, uh, two halves. Um, you know, we. Wanted to try to get off to a fast start. Thought we did that uh, in the game, and then you know, give them credit. Um, Seems like they were just you know a little bit ahead of us, you know, in in general, just in general. Um, you know, guys fought, but we got to learn how to play full four quarter game. You know, um, uh, that's what we're we're going to have to do. Um, you know, I thought, um, you know, and then the second half, um, we had chances. Uh, Let's not sit here and say we didn't have chances. We've certainly had chances in the second half. It wasn't like we didn't have opportunities there. So um, I didn't feel like we were as efficient uh, in the second half, certainly not as efficient on early downs, you know, damn near the entire day, you know, when we got the third down. So, you know, just, um, you know, but, you know, I thought we had a couple chances, you know, the second drive there to maybe get it towards midfield. Uh, there's definitely an opportunity to do that if you thought that that was the right thing to do um you know we hit them on the uh, the little gadget there you know that's not enough to win in this league so you know just we'll look at it and see what what we did you know but uh you know what I mean so um felt like we you know had had a, had a couple opportunities but obviously didn't didn't capitalize on them you know it's 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 not good enough you know what I mean I know that um and so you know we gotta coach better in those situations we gotta avoid feeling like you know the situation is okay you know and um i don't sense that our team relaxes when we have that situation but obviously that that may be the wrong thing you know what i mean um you know and so um sometimes lessons are learned the hard way and obviously we we've had to swallow some difficult ones this year and um, you know, but I have a lot of confidence and faith in the, in the way that these guys will respond. They always do, uh, come down and, you know, try to have another good week of work this week back in Vegas and uh, go back at it, you know? So, um, you know, um, you know, but like I said, I, you know, I mean, we have to do it, you know, this doesn't matter what I stand up here and talk about or what somebody else talks about. Um, you know, it's just, it's about actions, you know, and, uh, the other team. Plays, you know, as hard as they possibly can, too. And we played zone. We played man. And um, that's not enough to win in this league. So uh, they got a lot of good players and a lot of good coaches over there. And, uh, and they earned the right to win today, and we didn't. Good to go. Thank, thank, you. thank you.
0: Okay, well, they just released Jonathan Abrams. And, and the question is why. And the homers are saying that, well, you know, we're giving him an opportunity to find another team now. So that um so he can go on and and go forth and have a better life, which is the the company line.
3: You're listening to a pawn for review. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal.
1: And thank you guys for hanging out with us on the Raiders Podcast Network. Eddie Pascal hanging out here virtually with my man Q Myers. And Q, uh, just a few minutes ago, you and I see the release. We hear the news. Jonathan Abram waived by the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know if the move itself is necessarily surprised. I think what's surprising at this point is the timing,
0: right?
4: Yeah, that's, that's what stood out to me is why right now. you know. And I realize the season hasn't gone the way that the Raiders want. It hasn't gone the way that anyone wants. For the silver and black Raider Nation included, but you know Jonathan Abram is still a guy that you feel like can contribute in some kind of capacity. Now we we saw his snaps reduced over the past few games, and so okay, you see the writing on the wall: the fifth year uh, option has been declined. But you know, going back to your point originally is about the timing. I would think that if he just kind of uh, played out the rest of the season and he walks and signs with another team in free agency, then you think about a, a, a compensatory pick, and so you think that that actually benefits the Raiders, but. Uh, For some reason, maybe they did him a solid and said, hey, you're not part of our long-term plans. He knows that, and now we're going to give him an opportunity to latch on with another team. That's all I could really think of because Again, I think the timing feels just a little bit odd.
1: Yeah, and I think I think you probably hit the nail on the head there, Q. And, and we saw this this off season, uh, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels doing that, uh, giving guys kind of the benefit of the doubt and giving them, hey, man, like we're gonna, you know, your next opportunity isn't gonna be here, but we want to do right by you in wherever that right. next opportunity does eventually end up. Uh, but for me, and we talk about the reduced uh, snap counts, and that's very real. It's all very factual. But like, I look at this man, like I'm looking back from the snap counts from, from Sunday's game. And Abram played damn near 50% of the snaps. So it's not like he was sitting on the sideline and, and just contributing right. to special teams. So like, I think now as we get into Sunday, as we welcome the Indianapolis Colts to town, now you're like, okay, what, are, what kind of moves are they going to make on the back end to kind of fill that spot and fill that, that production?
4: Right, exactly. And I mean, you know, Jonathan Abram could play multiple roles. I mean, I know he's listed as a safety, but to me, he's more of a kind of a linebacker role anyway. And so, you know, with the, with the ir of you know, Divine Diablo, who was the leading tackler, you feel like maybe a guy like Jonathan Abram might be needed a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage, uh, to, you know, to provide a little bit more muscle with, uh, Jonathan Taylor coming in against the, you know, with the Colts. And so again, it's just, it's, it's kind of peculiar and it's kind of, Uh, Like I said, strange timing, weird timing as far as the the move goes. But I have to feel with this regime, the one thing that we've learned and we're all learning together about what this regime, how they operate, how they tick, I have to feel like maybe they're seeing something in practice. Maybe Patrick Graham is saying, hey, you know what, this guy that we see, and I I can't identify who that guy is because we're not out there watching practice, maybe they're seeing a guy that they feel – yeah, this guy could step in and play that role and serve to do what Jonathan Abram was doing. We'd feel comfortable moving forward. That's really the only thing I could think of that would make sense on why they would release a guy right now, especially like I said, when they just I.R. Divine Diablo, who you know is the guy who's a leading tackler for the for the Raiders. So Jonathan Abram always provides a little bit extra muscle, a little bit extra you know intensity as far as hits go. So I, I kind of think that he might have been needed a little bit more. But, uh, you know, maybe not. The coaches clearly see something that we don't see.
1: You know, and the reality is, too, Q, and you, you and I have talked about this a lot over the past 8, 9, 10 months since Josh and Dave got here, is it's become abundantly clear that the Raiders front office, and I'm talking about Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, uh, they don't do anything without you know, understanding the 7 to 10 to 15 repercussions that that causes, right? Like, they aren't guys that do things uh, you know, kind of flying by the seat of their pants. Like, there is a very calculated, there is a very analytical approach to building a roster, to putting the best 22 guys out there, Uh, and to me, it just comes like, it looks in this sense where, you know, John just wasn't part of that plan, uh, and it feels like they're now giving him a chance to go get right somewhere else.
4: Exactly, and again, we don't really know, you know, the conversations that have gone on between him and the coaches, and and you know, just, again, the plan's moving forward. So I have to assume, like I said, that they're trying to do him a solid, try to do right by him, as you mentioned, and then at the same time also planning for the guys that are coming up behind. And, and that had to be some good, uh, you know, input from Patrick Graham. It had to be some good input from uh, Josh McDaniels, what he's overseeing as the whole thing. Like, okay, yeah, if, if he's no longer here, will we be okay in that spot? And if they feel like, yes, they would, then okay, then they feel comfortable with making a move. You know, it's it's similar to to trading Jonathan Hankins to the Cowboys, right? You just say, okay, uh, it's a good dude, quality guy, has done some really good things. But if we don't have him, then, you know, we still feel comfortable with the guys that we have. Again, they they are not guys that are going to just all of a sudden react and just say, hey, let's, you know what, let's release Jonathan Abrams today. That's not what they're going to do. They're going to, like you said, plan everything out. It's well thought out. Uh, They realize the pros, the cons, and and what they feel comfortable with. And if they felt comfortable enough to release John Abram, then then they obviously feel like they are comfortable with the plan and the repercussions that follow.
0: It is garbage (laughs) because it's a lie. It's a lie coming from the the seat of lies there in Las Vegas. They're trying to lie to us as they think we're just numbskulls or we don't care or something of that sort. The truth about Jonathan Abrams' release is he was very vocal in the locker room. I mean, I'm saying he probably was telling everybody what is happening with this coaching staff. Not only the offense, which was great last season, but the defense is so lame. The coach puts me in the wrong position every game. What is happening here? Why are we playing this way? We have better talent than that. And as soon as McDougals and I Need a Graham, Patrick, started to hear rumblings of him being honest in the locker room, he had to go. You got to go because we can't handle the truth here in the locker room because all the players are thinking it. You're just saying it. And it'll be interesting to see what happens He won't say it after he's gone because he wants to get picked up, I'm sure. And no team wants to pick up anyone who's sour because that's how it works in the league. It works in most workplaces the same way. If you're disgruntled and you're very vocal about it, well, other other companies don't want to pick you up. That's how it is. So I doubt we'll hear anything from him now. But I'm sure later on, who knows how much later, we'll get the real truth about this release, but I guarantee that it has nothing to do <laughs> with his best interest. That you can bank on. Now, here's another lovely stat. I just want to say this because this is what happened in our last game. We have had three games, as you know, this year, where we've led by 17 or more points by the half, and we've lost the game. We are in a rare group there's only two other teams beside us who's done that in the entire history of the NFL. Two other teams since 1960. I wasn't around watching football in 1960. I was around, but I certainly wasn't watching football then. And yet another statistic That just screams out the lack of coaching talent with a talented team that we have. It just screams from the tops of the mountains (laughs) to the valleys. Uh, The buffoonery that's happening where we are. And my, my narrow but focused opinion is that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler's contract are woven together, so you can't fire one guy without firing the other guy. Now, this makes sense, why Mark wouldn't fire Josh McDaniels, because if he does, he has to fire Dave Ziegler. Thus, the amount of compensation for both these clowns would be very difficult to recover. First of all, if that's the contract and no one's seen the contract, and that's probably why, but I'm only speculating here. So who in their right mind, what ownership group, what owner, even Jerry Jones, anyone from any of the other teams would sign such a ludicrous and I would say desperate contract for winning. Now, maybe Mark is just naive. He's taking advice from the wrong people. But as an employer, there is absolutely no possible way, A, I would sign such a contract, and B, if there wasn't a stipulation in that contract on performance, that too would be a reason I would not sign it. And if they would not sign the contract, Ziegler and McDougal, and Mark said this has to be in it and they wouldn't sign it, that is the biggest red flag ever. Because if I'm betting on myself, I'm betting on wins. And, hey, if you want to put that in the contract, you go right ahead because I think I can turn this around. That's how I would be if I were a head coach and a candidate and I was bringing a general manager that had some expertise They both should have enough confidence in themselves to have a part of the contract that says, here's the performance part of our deal. So I haven't seen it. No one's seen the contract. Big question mark throughout the league, especially amongst the fans, especially amongst the fans who bought PSLs. But don't worry. Because of this, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, bro.
5: It's
0: a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be? Mine? Ugh! My gosh. Okay, let's get to the post game. For this disgrace of a performance, yet again, by our head coach and our defensive coordinator, let us not try to toe the company line and point to the players. The company line guys are all saying the same thing.
6: Good morning, Raider Nation. This is Lincoln Kennedy, and today is November 8th, 2022. Welcome to another edition of the Morning Grind. Well, tough one in Jacksonville this past weekend. I know Raider Nation. I know it's frustrating. Look, you don't have to tell me. I, I, I cover the on guys and and I get to see it every week. And I know the frustration is mounting. But first of all, let me just say this collectively. Uh, I know the entire organization is proud of our fan base. The Raider Nation is strong. And I don't say that lightly because they're well-traveled. Every place I've gone there have been a multitude of Raider fans that travel all around just to see their favorite team and you can only imagine what today's economy and the expense you know how much it would cost to just to intake a trip uh, and and, and, and to, to support your favorite club and they come from all all walks of life young, old you know different colors and all different backgrounds. So o- on behalf of the Raiders organization, I want to say thank you. Thank you for supporting the Raiders. And thank you for showing up and doing your due diligence as fan base to show your pride in the organization, despite the record. Win, win loser tie, Raider Nation till you die, right? That's right. Raider fan till you die. That's what, that's what it's all about. So let's talk about this team a lot of people have asked me when I was flying back from Jacksonville and even the night after the game, you know, people you know wanted to come up and ask me on you know, what's wrong, what's wrong. And, and I do this on a weekly basis to try to help incite you guys at home who might be wondering what's wrong or from the inner beings of the organization. And I don't have the insight as far as I used to being around the players or being in the locker room. That, that Those days are gone thanks to COVID and other precautions and the fact that they're in a different city that I live in and, you know, got limited time. But from what I have analyzed and what I've seen, the best way that I can summarize what's going on is the fact that this team doesn't know how to play as a team. This team has not established its identity. And that comes, you know, from the top to the bottom. Starts with the coaching staff, goes to the players, go to the coaches, uh, group coaches, individuals, so on and so forth. It's It lacks an identity. We've seen flashes of promise. You, you you know, you've seen a passing game that can go up and down a field and and you know throw all kinds of guys open and, and score in a hurry and stuff like that. You've seen a run game on offense. You've seen sometimes some balance. Uh you haven't seen consistency. On defense, you've seen sometimes they play lights out. Sometimes they you know they, they're going three and out and they're they're shutting opposing teams down. You you but you haven't seen consistency, and the reason why you haven't seen consistency because they like identity. Identity comes in, in in team sports when you're good enough to take an opponent's best punches and counter and come back. You might have to change up some things. You might have to do some things different, but you don't lose your identity because your identity is defined by the your ability to to be resolved and the resiliency. And it doesn't come easy. You see a team start fast, but they can't finish. You see a team start slow, but then they, they, you know, they come out in the second half and they were able to turn it up. And it might not be enough because they put themselves so deep in a hole. So what are we to say with this season? You got already three games under your belt, three losses where you've had a 17 point lead and you can't close it out. There's no sense of resolve there. There's no sense of consistency there. There's flashes of promise. There's flashes of, you know, possible greatness. You might see it from time to time, but there's not consistency. You know, what has befuddled this team, and it's no one. It's not one person's direct fault. So let me just clarify that, first and foremost. It's not just one person's fault, okay? Can't just put it on the quarterback. Can't just put it on the coach. No, it's not. No, it's a collective effort. You know, case in point again the Jacksonville game. You come out third quarter. Jacksonville's got a little bit of momentum because they kick a field goal and they go into halftime. Come out in the third quarter and your special teams gives up a 50-yard return. Puts the opposing offense right dead smack on your side of the field. Can not be consistent. How many times have we seen special teams break down this time? This you know this year. Not many, but still it's happened. You know, you got you got defensive backs that can't cover crossing routes. Can't get on the same page time and time again. Teams are doing the same thing over and over again, and you still can't get on the same page. I'm frustrated with you, Raider Nation. Trust me, I am. Offensively, you know, here's here's a guy, Devontae Adams comes down, and and you know, two weeks ago, before the Saints game, we get an injury report. He's sick. Him and six other They got bit by the flu. Well, the Saints showed an effort to take him out of the offense. But you don't have any other answer. You're still trying to force that round peg in that square hole. You don't have an answer. Second half, you don't make adjustments. You come out and still try to do the same thing. When you load up the box with two backs, they're going to load up the box with three linebackers, four down linemen, bringing a safety. There's going to be eight men in the box. You have to teach your X and your Z. They have to dig out those safeties so you can block the box. It's not, you know, it's not an individual effort. There are times those holes don't open up right away for Josh Jacobs. He's trying to bounce and he's do- dodging people in the backfield. That's not a productive offense. You're not supposed to do that. You see effort, but you've got to do something about either better communicating in the blocking schemes or do a better job at differentiating coaching who's got whom. And I know it's not that the effort's not there. I, I know that. And from the coaching standpoint or the player standpoint, it's not there
0: let us not try to toe the company line and point to the players because that's where the finger
6: seems to be going to me in many ways there are this team doesn't have the right personnel for the scheme they're trying to play and I'm not going to sit there and call out individuals If you're going to try to play zone, you can't give a a substantial enough cushion to where all they have to do is do simple stop routes or comeback routes and are able to get enough yards for the first down. Can't do that. It's not going to work. You know, the injury to Divine Diablo going down an IR is big because the Raiders don't have a speedy linebacker that can keep up with backs and tight ends. Don't get me wrong. I love Denzel Perryman, but he's, you know, he's been often injured. He's still, he's not that guy. Blake Martinez, not that guy. Need offensive line help. You got to have more consistency out of the offensive line. You got to have more consistency out of your ability where your tight ends to stretch routes. Got to get your superstars back on the field. You know, this team came into the season on paper looking a certain way, had a certain focal point, which you can say, okay, well, there's possibility there yet to have been defined, and we're already halfway through the season. Need some players. You will need some players. And it, it's, it, but, but for the rest of the season, you got to find a way to make do with what you have, and it's not going to get any easier. Because when I looked at the schedule and I looked at who, who we had and when we had them, I never thought the Saints would shut the Raiders out. I never thought the Jaguars would come back down from a double digit lead deficit to 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 lose to win the game by seven. I never thought that pushing forward, I don't know what to think of this team because this team has yet to identify itself, so how am I supposed to identify who they are? Oh, they can run the ball at times, yeah, they can throw the ball at times, yeah, they can block, they can tackle they can they can rush the pass they can do yeah yeah, yeah, all that yeah, can he do it for four quarters? no. Why do you say that, Lincoln? Because I haven't seen it. You tell me the most complete game was against the Houston Texans, and the Houston Texans had Davis Mills, uh, a, a, a no-name quarterback, throw for almost three hundred yards on them. Is that that's complete? Just because they won? No. This team's not complete. This team needs a lot of help. There's no way you can get a trade Deadline's over. There's not free agents sitting out there waiting who are good enough to be on rosters, or they already would be. I'm not telling you to give up hope because every game you go out there, you have an opportunity to be different. But I am telling you, I know the frustration. I understand the frustration. I, too, am frustrated. As a former player, I wish there was more that I could do. I'm a Raider through and through, and I would do anything I could for this organization. And anyone who knows me knows that. And that's why I do this for you, Raider Nation, because I believe in you and I want you to continue to believe in this team. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard. And I use the word team lightly because I don't think they're a very good team. I think they're a good collection of individuals. But they have yet to play as a team. So let's call it what it is. I don't have an immediate answer for what's going to happen, but I do understand your frustration and I do know why they haven't, been up to par. They haven't won many games. One is they don't really know how to win collectively. You can get a couple individual performances here and there, but collectively they don't know how to win. And two, as far as the coaching schemes and the players that have available, they're not necessarily conducive. So it's, it's, it's a work in progress. And I've always thought the brilliance of coaching is to figure out a scheme that works well, with the players that you have available. Not force the players to work your scheme or fit your scheme. You know, just stay with it. We'll see what happens against Indianapolis this week. I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of Morning Grind. Raider Nation, I love you. I'll talk to you next week.
0: That's where the finger seems to be going, is to the guys who are out there getting it done. And quite honestly... See the play calling and the the play performance and the pre-play everything and say, What are we doing? Yet have no input. This is McDaniel's style, and this is how he will continue to coach until he's gone from here. And we can see this as a clear mirror. Unfortunately, if you look at his performance throughout his entire tenure at the Bronco Hose, he tried to shove his system down the throat of the players. They resented him. He had no relationship with the players, and they hated him and his scheme, and the results were obvious. So again, let's get to the game because... I could rant on for quite a while, but this is what we should look forward to. I'm just telling you, because what you're going to hear from the Raiders, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful day, day in the neighborhood. neighborhood. <laughs> That's what you're going to hear until they get rid of this clown. Hi,
5: my name is
3: hi, My name is, hi, my name
0: is Raider Greg. Hi, my name Raider Greg we've lost miserably we've lost pitifully Uh, we've just lost this hammerhead coach has lost the team the we've got to do a better job is incredibly lame and tired And you know it, just as much as I know it, McDougal's is not the guy. I love it! So the Raiders lost this contest in uh, Jacksonville, which was pretty awesome. It was nice weather there. It was hot and humid. I mean, I like that weather, especially when it's 30 degrees here. So the game started off pretty good. As a fan, I'm watching the game. Boom, got a touchdown right away in the first half. Our first quarter, second quarter, scored again. And got a field goal, which I was kind of upset about. But we did get those three points. Should have been seven. And then, halftime. And our coach went to sleep. Our defensive coordinators certainly need to find a Graham. Because he went away completely because in the second quarter the Jaguars scored ten points, all right, so it was twenty to ten and then in the third quarter, they came on scored a touchdown in the third and a touchdown on a field goal to the in the fourth to end the game with a victory. the Raiders offense goose egg third quarter, and a goose egg in the fourth quarter the Jaguars. accumulated 403 yards. 403 yards and kept the ball for 32 minutes and 25 seconds. Which is a testimony to them because they came in as such a loser. Two and six. Two and six. Derek Carr, 21 for 36, 259 yards and two touchdowns and let me just as I want to talk about him let me just go on a little rant about Derek Carr because I'm seeing a lot of complaints about his play let's point a finger at our quarterback well I don't know how long you've been a fan he's been our quarterback for nine seasons now if you haven't if you only been a fan for nine seasons or less you better do some homework because he before he entered our locker room it was a travesty year in and year out. I think we went through maybe seven quarterbacks, could not find a guy to get the ball down the field or anywhere on the field, continually getting sacked, interceptions, poor performance, bad play calling. And it wasn't until Derek Carr came here that we started getting some fourth-quarter ref- 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 um Wins, comebacks, guy playing with heart, guy playing with everything he has, totally dedicated to the team, has enough, has enough to get it done, but through his, I don't know, eight coaches? Is that what it is? Seven coaches? I don't know how many. Too many. And here we are again with another scheme change. Do not, please do not, cap on car. Please don't. He's been here the longest. He's the most consistent. And consider the options before you start popping off about Derek Carr. Because honestly, you know, you can blame anyone. Please put it where it's supposed to be. The coach is supposed to put the players in the best position to win the game. And since we started losing, right, I didn't hear any of this, Car garbage. Last year when we went to the playoffs, none of it. It's not him. He is the only thing that's holding this whole thing together. And wait till you see if this clown coach gets to pick our next quarterback. Because he picked the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. His name was Tim Tebow. So pipe down on Car. That's all I have to say about that. Etienne ran the ball 28 times for 109 yards. Wow. Jacob, 17 carries for 67 yards. But 17 carries, that tells you everything. Our coach doesn't know how to use him. I mean, I don't even know why Bolden is still on the team. He should be cut (laughs) way before Abram way before. Um 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 um, um. <laughs> Devontae Adams, ten catches for 146 yards, two touchdowns, star like he's supposed to be, that's why we pay him. But listen Oh, my gosh. I don't know why you can have a player like that with those kind of stats and then lose a the game. Does not make any sense. Doesn't make any sense on any level how we can lose a game. But I can tell you how we can lose a game. We don't have a defensive coordinator. Do you guys remember when we had Paul Gunther? Do you remember the defense under Paul Gunther? Paul Gunther. His ultra-complicated, several-different-ways-to-look-at-the-field kind of defense. That guy. We suffered with losses because the defense couldn't hold anybody down. Boom. We went and get Gus Bradley, and amazing things happened. Simplified the defense. Our defense went out and took care of business to the tune of a, a playoff berth. Almost... Beating the AFC champion in the Cincinnati Bengals. And now we have another guy who's trying to outsmart everybody else and is looking just like as big a buffoon as Paula Gunther. Patrick, I need a gram because he looks like he's falling asleep during the whole game. I don't understand. Maybe someone should give him some coffee, (laughs) whatever the case. But, um, you know, don't waste your time with the post-game press conference because I don't believe any of us really listen to that anymore. The one good thing about this post-game press conference is both Derek Carr and Devontae Adams deviated from the company line.
7: I just feel like we we just not executing the way that we we need to when it when it really matter right now and that's that's hurting us. You know we had a solid first half, something that we could, you know, obviously things you could do better. But it was I feel like we did a decent enough job to still put ourselves in a decent you know position, you know, moving into the second half. And then we just basically fell apart. I don't even know how to even characterize it, but it's it's frustrating. But it's just, uh, you know, it's everybody. It's just, you know, I got to do my job. You know, guys, you know, front got to do their job. Quarterback's got to do his job. Running back's got to pick up and, and make plays when it comes down to it. And you got to do it when it really matters. And we didn't do that. It's, it's obviously it's hard to put an exact pinpoint on what happened today so soon after the game before you look at the tape. But it's the third time you guys have been up by at least 17 and not been on the right end of the score at the end of the game. Is there a common theme there besides what you just mentioned maybe you just got to continue doing whatever it was that put you in that position I feel like we've gotten away from that too many times you know whether it was just the you know the way that that we decided to attack them or just the execution like I said just, fi- just finishing plays because you know the the players make the plays it's not the, the the scheme and all of that that helps you but at the end of the day you can't put it on the coach to you know that's just the way i think about it i feel like especially you know if you got a freaking high school team and that's one thing but if you got a bunch of grown men been doing it for a long time and had success in this league and know how to win games you got to find a way to win them and you know i I think that you know the the way we were attacking in the first half was um it was working to a certain extent you know obviously like i said before we could we could be better but it was working And i feel like we got away from that and you know start playing the game a little different and that that's that's not the way we got to do it We got to take the field be ready to make plays and and convert on whatever whatever's called
6: It's the third time you guys have won a 17-point lead this year. Any similar sense or any similar feeling that I mean, you can just look back on? You know I think uh, There's a lot I want to say, you know um, But if I'm honest, I don't need to say it here, you know um, you know, and there's things that that will be said. There are things that need to be addressed, and all those things. But I think, for as a whole, the urgency part of it that after 30 minutes of football, we have to learn that the game is not over. Um, you know, I, I feel like I've uh, you know been in this situation a lot where um, you know new 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 coaches or this or that, and you have to you have to teach the new guys like this is how we do it, and this is the mentality, and this is and and that gets uh, tiring, uh, but at the same time, it's my job. So, um, you know, there's there's some of that. So I'll say I'll say that right now for those things. But there's things, you know, in house that we'll talk about, and uh, you know, man to man, and all that kind of stuff that that could be addressed.
0: That tells you everything you need to know about the player's attitude towards McDougal's. And I'm sure they got a call into the office and a reprimand behind closed doors. I guarantee this happened. But I'm sure that is exactly how the door was opened to begin with. Because Derek Carr and Adams have been clamoring for better plays, for a better setup, for just better coaching, and they are fed up. So now they're leaking a little bit of the poison that's in the locker room out to the public. I don't know how this is going to go down or I don't know how far this is going to go. But uh, let me just tell you this. It's getting toxic in there. And, you know, <laughs> we're continuing to pick up players. Is that the dumbest thing you've ever heard? I We picked up another defensive back from... um. He played on a few other teams. There's a clue, and he was playing with um, the Seahawks, and that's where we picked him up. I think off the practice squad.
8: Raider Nation, what's going on? You're watching the Raiders for Mitchell Renz here from Chat Sports, doing an at-home video because we got some breaking news here. The Las Vegas Raiders are signing Forner, cornerback. From the Seattle Seahawks, Sidney Jones. Now, we've talked about Sidney Jones a few times here on this show. I talked about him as early as on Thursday because once I found out that he cleared waivers and the Raiders were six at the time of the waivers, I was hoping that they were going to go out and they were going to pick up Jones because he's a player to me that could have helped out the Raiders. He's a player that could have helped you out tonight up against a team that you should have never lost to in the Jacksonville Jaguars. So What I want you to do right now is go down in the comments section and give me a reaction to the news of the Raiders going out and signing Sidney Jones. Because to me, here's my response to that. It's a day too late. It's two days too late. It's too late. Your team right now is 2-6. and Your head coach just blew another 17-point lead. It's too late. I like Jones. He's going to be able to help you out. There's no doubt about it. So here's the issue. The Raiders were a day too late. Why?
0: Why do you do that? When you can look at our defense and see how lame it's not the players, it's the coaches. And they have to continue to blame the the players. So this is their way. Let's just see if this guy works. Let's see if this guy works. This will continue. This will continue on both sides of the ball until the obvious, the big obvious, the 800-pound gorilla in the room is the only thing standing in the room. And that's our coaching staff, which is absolutely deplorable. And then maybe something will happen. Who knows? This is a total winnable game. Jaguars were nothing. I mean they were two and six for a reason. And um we're now third pick in the draft. So I'm gonna tell you right after this game, I thought to myself, well, you know what? We're going for a high draft pick because we're gonna pick Tim Tebow too. That I'm thinking is what's gonna go down. What a shame. What a shame. For the people who spent their hard-earned money, for tickets, for PSLs. What a shame! (laughs) And then they're raising ticket prices. Oh, brother! How greedy can Mark Davis possibly be? Unbelievable. Well, it just goes to show you—you know—you can't—you can't do much. Because you might as well keep those seats, though. I would keep those seats and sell them to the other teams because that's where you're going to make your money. I mean, that's what I would be doing. I'd be advertising on every game. Here come the Colts. Just find some rich Colt fans that want to come and see Las Vegas. It's going to work this year, maybe for a couple years to come till they're tired of going to Vegas. But uh, I would do that for sure. A shameful game. Shameful ending, and there should be ashamed for what they're trying to feed the Raider fan because that is pitiful. Seems to be the thing in the United States together the, the lies and the continuation of lies is the status quo in our nation. Lies seem to be the headline of every subject matter, and if you lie enough, there's enough hammerheads to start to believe it. Um, which is such a shame. It's such a joke. And that is all I have to say about that. November 13th at 1.05 p.m., the Indianapolis Colts travel to Las Vegas to play the Las Vegas Raiders there in the beautiful city of Las Vegas. Now, you would think that we were the worst team, but we're not. We're not in that much turmoil because they fired their head coach, and an offensive coordinator. Yep. Jim Irsay, Uh looks like he's been drinking for a while. I think he's clean. I hope he's clean. But he fired his head coach, and before that he fired his offensive coordinator. Uh, and they lost to the Patriots um, like 26-3, to 3, and the Patriots are, are not that good. But the Colts sure looked like they weren't playing very well. And you would think that <laughs> you would think that they'd go out and find an interim coach, or I think Gus Bradley is actually on their team. There's a few guys that have been head coaches, but no, 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 no. Let's hire Jeff Saturday, an offensive lineman with no coaching experience. To coach this team. I I don't know if Jeff Saturday is like he's having money trouble, and that's why the owner did this. I don't. I know it can't be because he's head coach material. He has nothing. There's nothing there. Although maybe we should have got a coach like this. Might have helped us out a lot more. The Colts are a mess. Colts are a mess, and they're gonna have our their second offensive coordinator, the guy that was the assistant in plays for this game, never has before. And I don't know if he'll, you know, who knows? These things don't usually work out. So the Colts should not be favored in this game. We should be favored at least by a field goal. But you just don't know. You just don't know. So let's let's just... You know, let's just take a look. They've got a pretty decent offensive line. Um, their 2nd straight quarterback is Nick Foles, who won a Super Bowl for the Eagles. Matt Ryan, which was their saving grace that they had brought over from the Falcons, is now in third position quarterback. So this is how their team is doing. Sam Ellinger... A rookie is playing first string quarterback. They still have one of the best running backs in the NFL and Jonathan Taylor. They have Deion Jackson as a second guy. They have Alec Pierce and Dennis uh Alec Pierce and um Keelon Grayson as their tight end and Paris Campbell as their other wide receiver. You know, the the team isn't a terrible team. Their running back last year, I think, was running back of the year. Crazy stats. The team is in disarray, like a familiar foe, like us, bro. They have Stefan Gilmore and their cornerback. They have a Rodney McCloyd Jr. as their free safety. Um, DeForest Buckner as a defensive tackle. Woody Payne, and they have Yannick Nkogwe, our old guy, as defensive end. And I guarantee you he's going to want a pound of flesh from Terry Carr. This defense is coming to get it done, folks. This defense is going to be ready to play because of him alone. We should win this game, especially with Jeff Saturday as their head coach and especially being at home. But you know what? I I can't worry about it. I don't really care because you know we're not going anywhere. And the last thing I want to see is us pick 10th or 15th in draft pick. If we're going to tank the season like it looks like we're doing, let's just go all in. And it makes me sick to my stomach to say it, but that's what it looks like. And so I'm not looking for any any victories against even teams like this one here. Although we could win just as a, a teaser. Look, we beat the Colts at home. <laughs> if we lose to the Colts, which, you know, we shouldn't. But if we do, that would be a clear, clear view of what we're trying to do. But I don't think... McDaniels, he's not the smartest or sharpest tool in the shed but I think he's sharp enough to know that that's what'll be in the headlines if we lose to these clowns on Sunday. So I think we'll win. Who knows by how much. I know it's not going to be any blowout because um, we just don't have that kind of coach. And don't expect that at all the rest of the year. I don't. But just to Enjoy the entertainment. The entertainment really here is not the game and not the talent and not the score for us, but it's in the buffoonery of each of these coaches running around trying to defend each other and the general manager being up there too, like the buffoons and clown show. It's time for some clown music, Randy. And that whole scene that is the Raiders front office, along with Mo Davis, with his bull haircut and his bull hair thinking. Unbelievable. So I hope we win, but don't be surprised, because <laughs> really, at the end of the day, it's always going to be a beautiful day in the neighborhood.
5: Let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, won't well, you be my neighbor? My television neighbor, I'm glad we're together again
0: All right, the bone line, man
4: of the bone
0: My favorite part because you guys deserve to let it out because I do every single time i do one of these shows so let's hear the fans because that's really important um and let's just find out 1-800-620-7181 1-800-620-7181 i love the raider nation you know i do i try to make it light here especially in these times of of our seasons Uh, going back a ways 20 years but to be honest This will probably be my last season uh, doing the show. I'm getting a little long in the tooth. There's a lot of other guys doing this that are sharper and wittier and funnier. And so I just want to leave that where that is. And I go on to the first caller, which is the Prez. The Prez is in the house. What do you got for us, my very good Raider brother?
9: Raider Nation, it is Saturday. It's not even Sunday because this is special right here. I'd like to salute Raider Randy and Raider Greg and the Raider Nation as I always do before I start. This one is special. It's old salute to Mr. Good Old Raider Greg. Now, Raider Greg, I've heard some good posts, and I've heard some mighty good damn pissed off posts. But we never surrender, my brother. We never surrender. Yeah, it sucks. If you guys believe for one instant, if you guys actually believe that clown coach imbecile is gonna last for years to come. Yeah, I got some beach property to sell in Randy's backyard and Ray the Gray's living room. When you about to fire someone and they're doing shit. You're not going to say nothing to distract them and make it worse. You're going to give them a false thing of security. It's management one-on-one, ladies and gentlemen. I was a manager. You know, I know the old thing. You know, you hire somebody, they suck. They're not doing good. You can't find right now. So, you know, okay, yeah. You're a pretty good job there, young man. Man, you reverend some damn applications, and you can't get his ass up out of there fast enough. Don't believe the hype, as public enemy would say. Don't, don't, don't.
3: Some writers I know are damn devils From them I say don't believe the hype Don't, don't believe the, don't believe the hype Don't, don't, don't
9: believe the hype Hang on there, Ready Nation Don't give up Ready Great, we need you We look forward to for your podcast You have thousands and thousands of fans That need and waiting and love to hear So with that being said This is a special tape It's not Sunday I just wanted to say what I had to say. This is the previous, the red, gray, Raider Randy, and we got fresh meat coming in. We got young quarterbacks that can get the job done if Carr doesn't take care of business. That is all. Take care, Raiders.
0: Well, first off, my good brother, I love that call. <laughs> well done, the sound effects, everything. Like I said, don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype here from the Raiders. You know, the the homies are trying to, or the homers, trying to spin this. We know what it is. And yeah, man, I've been doing this show 18 years, Randy and I. I think we're just tired. It has nothing to do with this particular season. Although, we'd love to go out. You know, we talked about before going out on a Super Bowl or a championship run where we really capped it and we really made it there but who knows how long that's going to take hopefully before I go where the good lord is going to take me um we'll see that happen I don't know but I appreciate the props very cool man thank you for being a great fan and calling in the show because it's guys like you that make this show brother and our next caller is food stamp raider I love this call too <laughs> A very passionate Raider fan. What you got for us, my brother?
5: ready Greg, Raider Randy. This Food Stamp Raider from Maryland. It's time for everybody not named Max Crosby to go. Fire McDougals or McDumbass or whatever. Patrick, I need a graham cracker. Take him with you. And can we please get rid of Derek Carr once and for all? This guy's a loser, man. I keep telling y'all he's a L-O-S-E-R. He's made Devontae invisible, man. How many blown leagues have we had this season? It's a disgrace. Now we're just don't lose too bad, baby. We're not even just one baby anymore. Yo, man, Mark Davis needs to get some balls and get somebody in there that knows what he's doing. We're a clown show right now. In case anybody didn't hear me clearly, Fuck Derek Carr and anybody down with it. It's full-stamp Raider. I'm out. Good luck, brothers.
0: Well, you know, I'm not taking it personal by any stretch, but I like Derek Carr, and if Derek Carr was put in a position to be successful, he'd be successful. He's been in the past, but be careful of what you ask for, because. You have to remember how long it took before we got a quarterback who could make it happen and a coach who could make it happen. Listen, it has to go hand in hand. But I appreciate your passion. I know what you're trying to say. That's just my opinion, brother. And our caller next is a femme fatale of the Raider Nation. Raider Tracy's in the house. I love this gal. She's got a good take. What's up, my friend? What's going on? Raider Greg, Raider Randy,
5: Raider Nation. This is Tracy calling from New Jersey again. I think it's like my third time calling. And I so appreciate your podcast. It's just it's It's just a huge help, especially after a game like today. What direction are we going in? I uh, watched, I actually got a chance to watch the game today. 17 points up big. Thought maybe that would be something that carries over. I, I just have to ask you, Raider Greg, what direction is this team going in and which team is going to show up? We score 38 points one game, zero points next, go up 17 points up in the first half of this game versus the Jaguars and do nothing in the second half. Uh, I'm at a loss. I can't I can't figure it out. It, I mean one thing I can figure out is like I can't stand the coaching staff. How is it that the Jaguars they have a new coaching staff, don't they? How is it they get a new coaching staff and they can beat us and we have a new coaching staff and can't get out of our own way? Rest in peace, Ray Guy, one of the best to ever play the game. greater <laughs> Nation, love you all. Better luck next week. I guess, like you say, uh, greater Greg, we just maybe not not to have any expectations because it was expected to win today. I would expect that we win next week, especially being the Indianapolis, Indianapolis lost today, but Gotta do something else with the expectations. Anyway, this is Tracy, Rada Trey from Jersey. I'm out. Peace out.
0: I love the call. Thank you for calling, Tracy. Rada Tracy's in the house. Yeah, you know, expectations. Like I said before, we had very high ones at the beginning of the year. I think we all come down to the realization of the lack of preparation and poor coaching that we've had thus far, and um, don't expect to win, even though we're supposed to win this week at home with the Colts. They're in disarray. They have Jeff Saturday as their head coach. But just remember, um, if we want to get a top-five pick, we have to lose a lot of games. And so uh, if that's the direction I think that this guy's going, which I do think that's what's happening here, um, is, you know, just watch the games. Don't get emotional. Can't get too emotional. Just call the bone line, and frustrations out. Let them out here, because that's why we have this show. That's why I started it so long ago. Love your call. Thank you so much. And our next caller is Ghost Raider. Ghost Raiders in the house. What do you got for us, my brother?
5: Hey Raider Nation. This is Ghost Raider. Well, something that we've been doing consistently, losing. That's what we've been doing. That's the only thing I can say we are consistent about fucking doing. Excuse my language. Losing. I am tired of losing. Why do we got to do this every right year? Why? Then I'm thinking, man, who can I blame? I'm I'm just trying to figure out. I'm like, I'm going to blame card. But if you guys look, I know a lot of people against Carr, I was I was headed that direction. But if you look statistically, Carr isn't doing bad. You look statistically, our offense isn't really doing bad. We're scoring points. Our problem is our defense. And that's the only, my only logic I can go with. Coaching, defense. And that's it. I think our running game going to be good. I think, uh, we, I mean, heck, we had, we were winning 20 by 20. We're winning. So I'm not going to put the blame on Carr. I'm putting this solely on one person.
0: Well, thank you for the call. Um, I don't know if you got cut off, but I understand what you're saying. I think we all do. Patrick, I need a gram, a gram of whatever. I don't know what, but he needs to wake up. And put this defense in a place position to win. We've been here, Paula, Paula Gunther. <laughs> That's, this wasn't that long ago. It was a sham. He couldn't coach a defense. And Gus Bradley, with the same guys, made a miraculous difference. It's coaching people very plain, very simple, very lame. And that's it. I appreciate the call, man. And our next caller, my good brother, been calling in for years. Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. I love this guy. Certainly a huge, passionate Raider fan. What's happening, my brother?
10: Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, Raider Chris, Scranton, PA. It's officially over. This team finds new ways to blow and lose games week after week. Just when I think they've covered all bases, no, no. They find new ways. Killed it in the first half on the passing game. Devontae Adams is the Devontae Adams we know. Carr and him on point. And then what the hell happened in the second half? It's like everybody stayed in the locker room. And I'm tired of seeing our – Defensive backs getting beat up all the time. Averett's terrible. Robertson is terrible. Only players I've really seen out there was our linebackers, Perryman and Martinez. No sacks again in this game. And I said it from the beginning. I think the team was not pleased when they changed the coaching staff in the offseason. And it shows. This coaching staff has lost this team. Graham doesn't change up anything. And McDummy is McDummy. So, I mean, the Chargers got lucky in one at the last second because Mariota was working that defense. But it's over. They're going to break this team up in the offseason, and I think it's time for Carr to go. He's done. McDummy will bring his own guys in, and that's what it is. Indianapolis next week, that should be a barn burner. So, Raider Nation, love you guys. Till next time, I'm out like that fat girl in
0: Dodgeball. As always, brother, you see things clearly, at least how I see them, and I'm sure that I'm not the only one, and you aren't either. Patrick Graham needs to go. Um, I think McDougal's also needs to go. I don't care who you bring in. They keep bringing new players in, and we get the same results, and they blame the players. The worst thing you can do. The locker rooms in disarray. They cut Abram, and he's the only one speaking truth in the locker room. It's over. It's spilling out into the public. You know what happens when teams do this. It's it's tank season. McDaniel's is trying to get Tim Tebow number two, so he can bring him in here and ruin us for another season or two. What Mark Davis deserves, everything he gets from this lame hire, and that's about it, brother. I appreciate your call, as I always do. And our next caller is, can you smell the cheese? And it's not the team, <laughs> although it does smell a little cheesy for sure, but this is cheese Cheesehead Raider. Good fan. I love his comments. What do you got for us, bro?
11: Raider Greg. Raider Randy, Raider Nation, this is the Chiefs head Raider call from Wisconsin. If the draft was this weekend, next weekend, we would be picking number three. Uh, Our team is terrible. Our defense is horrible. Uh, I think it is, his name was Sidney Jones, a cornerback that was released from the Seacocks. Um, Brought him in, signed him. Um, because our secondary is absolute trash. Um, our defense, absolute trash. Our defensive coordinator, absolute trash. Our offensive coordinator, head coach, trash, trash. Um, our whiny tight end, still sitting on the sideline with that big fat payday he got rubbing his with JJ. Uh, cause that's still sore after five weeks, four games and a buy thought it would have healed up by now. I know there are night walkers who could take more than he can. Um, and the one bright side of this, and I don't know really what to make of it is that, uh, at the press conference after work, Derek Carr said that there are things to be said, but not in this environment or not at this time, um, Devonta Adams has uh, started questioning the play calling. And I'm wondering if Mo Davis, being the mental midget that he is, said that McDougal is going to be the head coach for years to come. If his two top superstars go to him and say, this is a bunch of horse crap, you better do something about this guy. If he'll finally withdraw his head from his arse, as Bill Wallace would say, and um not Bill Wallace, uh the guy from Braveheart, I screwed up the name. Anyways, no, no, it's like be so funny. Anyways, uh hopefully Mo Davis will uh, see uh what the hell is going on. Now again, there's a guy and I don't know if I should be dropping names. If I do bleep it out, Randy, I if I'm not supposed to. Uh Wi Fi Willie has said multiple times that we don't know what the contract is for McDougal. And he was making $4 million as offensive coordinator for the Patriots. So clearly he's making more than that. How much more, really, is the question? Is it going to be so expensive to dump his loser backside and get a real coach? Um, is this him going to be on board for that as well? Because that's his guy. So there's a lot of questions clearly out there. Um, I'm not going to say we're not going to win another game, uh, but we're not going to win very many. And we clearly are going to be drafted in, in the top ten, if not the top five, when it comes to the draft. Um, and that's my take. Um, very – I don't know what, how to term what I am with this team. Um, I love them. Again, as I said some time ago, the anticipation – of all the things we brought in, made uh, Greater Nation have some significant hope that finally we are going to be something. And it just seems like we get this shiny new car on the outside, but it's the same busted-up motor, transmission, rear end. It's just a big piece of crap. But at first it looks good and doesn't run for anything. All right, that's me and my senseless rambling on. Raider Nation, Chief Head Raider, I'm out.
0: Well, first of all, thank you for the call again, brother, and your input is definitely warranted here. And you were talking about William Wallace. <laughs> I love that Braveheart movie. And it's okay to say Wi-Fi Willie or anybody else you want to. You know, we're all trying to do the same thing. I have nothing against any other podcast. I am all for media from home. I'm all for local guys, fans putting it out there, getting it out there. Because the more we see of guys, fans, putting the effort and time into doing these podcasts and shows... And the more we keep seeing the same theme, like my theme is no different than his theme or anybody else's theme. We all know our coach is a stinker, right? He's a stinker. And I think Mark Davis handed the bag not only to McDougal's but to the general manager and also it's a huge bag. And I don't think uh anybody on the team's going to get any ear from Moe Davis because he's making money. And he's making money with these clowns, and I don't know how much they made, um, but $10 million a year is what uh, Gruden got for 10 years. So if Mark can fall for that, he can fall for anything, and uh, I just hope for new ownership. That's where I'm coming from because the team deserves better. Deserves an owner that really knows what he's doing. Sharp business, guys. Someone who's really able to sift out the the uh, the flies in the soup, if you know what I'm saying. But um, appreciate the call, man. This is what it is. And we just have to ride this out and not get emotional. we got to just see the comedy. Every time this clown gets up post and pregame with his, uh you know, um, you know, (laughs) find the humor in the season because you're not going to find too many victories, bro. Love the call. And our next caller out of Fresno, Rita Victor. He's in the house. What do you got for us, bro?
12: Hey, Rita Greg, and Randy. This is Victor out of Fresno. Uh, listening to you guys on a Monday morning, driving to work at, what, 6 in the morning. Um, I hear you talking about the negativity and how you're thinking about maybe hanging it up. The team's not performing well, but remember why you guys started the show, for the fans and for a way for the fans to vent. Uh, yeah, the product on the field has been garbage and has been garbage for over a decade now. Um, I know we're having a lot of turmoil in the locker room and issues with the coach, but I think as fans we've kind of gotten used to it and numb to an extent. We hate to see our team go through this and we hate to get our hopes up every weekend just to be shot down. But uh just remember man we're all listening we're all in this together as far as the fans go. Um and we need this as an outlet and I'm sure you do too. So you don't have all that pent up and you know you don't end up having some serious health issues. That being said, I hope uh The team can eventually start making the right decisions. And by the team, I mean Mark Davis. And uh, hopefully we start to see some winning in the near future. But I know we've been playing that for many, many, many years. I'm out.
0: Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate that call. And, yeah, I understand. It's been over two decades, not just 10, 10 years. It's been 20 years since we had anything really to really get behind. So, you know, it's not about, you know, letting the Raider fans down or letting myself down. Because trust me, man, I got other things that are far more important than this football team. Way more important. You know, my Savior, um, my God, my church. I mean, there's a lot of things that are way, way more important. We've been doing this show almost 18 years. And... You know, it's been very few wins, but that's not why I'm going to hang it up. It's not because of this particular guy or this particular season. I'm just looking on to, you know, I'm 65. So, you know, I got other things that I want to do, just like Randy. He's tired too, he's older than me. We, we'll watch the Raiders, we'll continue to root for our team. If they make it to the Super Bowl, we'll be, you know, rooting them all the way. Whichever what happens, they're our team. But this show is very time-consuming. And, you know, it's like something that I think has run its course for me. And I think Randy's feels the same way. So I approached him with this earlier in the season. Um... Because honestly, why would I do the show if I'm not really, really super wanting to, you know, really put in the time. I really don't want to do it anymore. I'm tired. Not about the team, certainly not about the fans, because I love you guys. But it's just about time. It's about time. That's all. So uh don't get me wrong, don't get Mirandy wrong. Uh we're just tired. <laughs> we're retired too. So uh yeah so we'll see what happens but I'm I'm telling you I'm just trying to set the set the tone before the end of the season that uh yep looks like it's going to ha- be hung up here so you know there you go unfortunately that's how I feel and I think Randy feels the same way so I appreciate the call certainly from the loving point that you have too, along with other fans have said it and uh, we appreciate it and next caller from Pleasanton, California, Raider Colin. He's in the house.
3: Raiders.
13: What's happening, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? This is uh, Raider Colin, Pleasanton, California. Um, well, anybody that was thinking otherwise, we're not good. I think it's, uh, official. Um, I know I had some hope of like, okay, well we had a tough schedule early on, played some tough teams, We were close. And, uh, now we've played some weaker teams and, uh, we're completely blown out in new Orleans and, um, fell apart uh, in Jacksonville. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, this ain't it. We're, we're not, we're not uh the good team we thought we were and i i can't even put this on mcdaniel's i know uh i've heard you've you know uh, i know what you think of mcdaniel's um but uh you know the execution in this time you know was was a lot of it a lot of it was the players this time you know and and maybe there's part of it where they're not inspired or uh fired up by him that that couldn't it could be you know is i think uh, an, an issue but uh you know if, at the end of the day they gotta do it right, so if they gotta find the motivation within themselves for one another, whatever it is you know it, it's uh i at this time, I don't think it was mcdaniel so much i i, I really think uh there were some issues with with execution and performance on the team um so I guess it's uh you know it makes it a little uh pressure's off, right? We don't have to worry about playoffs. We, uh, <laughs> we'll just see what happens, you know? And uh, like I said, Sunday is going to be very chill um, going forward, uh, hanging out with family, watching the game if it works for me. But if not, you know, oh, well. Um, I've I'll, uh, I'll, uh, yeah. got other things I could do. So, all right, guys. Uh, love you. Love the show as always. Uh, Raider Greg, you're scaring the crap out of me. Uh, talking about hanging it up. I know that day will come. You know, you you got you got you're a few years ahead of me, so I know uh, it's not going to go forever. But um, yeah, I love you guys, and uh, I hope it, hope we, hope you keep it running for a while. Let's go twenty years, right? Twenty years is a good number. Give me a couple more years, guys. Come on. <laughs> all right, man. With that said, um, love all you Raider Nation. Be well. Bye.
0: Well, there you go. You have a different take. Appreciate your call for sure. A different take on, you know, you think it's the team, the performance of the team. I'm not saying that they're not playing well. They're not playing well um, because just think back, if you've ever played a sport, and I have, I could tell you. I was, was a water polo. I wrestled. Um, those are my two main sports. And my coaches in those sports were inspiring, man. When I heard them talk of the team before a meet, man, it just made you want to really do your best for them. And they put you in the best position. I mean, we were like nine-year league champions in our league. That's a long time for a high school to beat everybody for nine years in a row. That's a long time. That's a lot of championships. So... What I mean by that is you have to inspire your teams to do your best, do their best, and when they're inspired, they go the extra mile. They study harder. They play harder. They work harder. We have no inspiring coach. He's a bag of noodles, wet noodles. As far as a head coach goes, he has no business there. So, yeah, I'm sure the players aren't playing their best. Listen, I've said it before, they only have a small window to make their money, to make their fame, to try to get a ring or something, and this nonsense is wasting their time, and they will just collect this and move on to another team with hopefully a better coach, because that's what I think is going to happen here. So, uh, appreciate your opinion, but I'm sticking to my guns, brother. And our next caller is a very good brother. Seen him at games, at tailgates. Great guy from Whittier, where my mom my wife grew up, and where my aunt lived, uh, by Pico Rivera. Raider junkies in the house. What's up, brother? What's up, Raider
3: Greg? Raider Randy? Raider Junkie here from East Whittier, man. I am so freaking pissed, man. You know, Raider Greg, we've been through this for decades, losing season after season. After all the acquisitions that we made during the offseason, everybody was hyped up for this season, and we've been laying an egg. You saw this game. I'm not going to recap this game, but we're awful. We suck. And I feel bad for the people that paid money to see this product that Mark Davis has on the field. I'm telling you, it starts at the top. It does not. It starts at the top, man. You know what? We can blame the Daniels. We, we can blame Carr. You can put fingers at everybody, but you got to start at the top. You got to nail it at the top. Mark Davis should consider selling the team. I know. I know, Raider Nation. A lot of people were saying he ain't going to sell. Maybe not, but he should also consider just maybe or give up a majority of it, which I doubt he would. But something has to change, and this hasn't been happening. We did GMs. We did head coaches. We've done everything, as players. Card needs this. Card needs more weapons. You know what? I'm tired of the bullshit. Sorry, but I am. We want to see a product that we can get behind and pay money to go see a good quality team that's not so par. Mark Davis, you need to put a better product on this field because Raider Nation is tired as crap. I'm sorry, Raider Greg. I try to get behind this team, but it's just very hard to support this. You know how I've been. I've been a passionate Raider fan for many, many years, and I'm just sick of it. I think every Raider fan is sick of it. I'm just venting, bro. But you know what? I'm going to try to relax and go have myself a beer and blow myself a bowl because I need to calm down. Hey, I'm glad you guys that I'm back. I feel a lot better. Sorry, Raider Greg. I couldn't come to make some calls earlier in the year, just going through some health problems, but I'm back feeling good, except for my Raiders.
5: I'm out.
0: You know, I think you speak for the majority of our fan base. I mean, we all have a different view of why it's bad. Not really. We all have a kind of a same kind of view. But it is bad. And we just got to ride it out, bro. That's how it is. We've been doing it for over two decades now. Haven't seen a Super Bowl. Haven't snipped an AFC championship. We can just hope that uh, things turn around. Mark Davis, he's sitting fat and pretty, fat and happy right now. Don't expect much from him. I don't anyway, so who knows? We might be presently surprised. Because I didn't think Al Davis would ever get rid of Jamarcus Russell because of his contract. But Al Davis, God rest his soul, dumped that clown after a year, a little over a year, and that was refreshing. I thought he'd never do that. So you never know what's going to happen, brother. Always love it, man. Thank you for the call, my good Raider brother, last but never least, from New Mexico, Raider Trevor. What's up, my good Raider brother?
5: What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Trevor in Farmington, New Mexico. Just calling with down spirits, wanting to hear some opinions. Uh, Me and my buddy, we were texting after the game, and things are, are bleak. And at this point, we both agree that uh, there's only two pieces on the whole team worth keeping, and that's Mad Max Crosby and uh, Devontae Adams. Everyone else should be considered for trading or letting go and uh, just have a full reset. What better year than a year like this? We're going to get a good draft pick. Why not try and get a new franchise quarterback and and rebuild, since clearly with a billion dollars invested in a team and we can't win, uh, more than four games, there's an issue. So I just kind of want to hear you guys' opinion. Is it time to just watch the rest of the league, have fun, and and uh, just wait for the draft? So here's to uh, uh, an unfortunate week. So thanks, Raider Greg. Thanks, Raider Randy. See ya.
0: Well, you know it is bleak. It is what it is. You can't. <laughs> Don't ride on this team. Just know what's happening. Accept it. You know, like the seven levels of, of loss. <laughs> oh, man. You just have to look at it, watch it, you know, get some humor out of it because it's pretty funny now because you can't cry no more. You can't get upset. I wouldn't get emotional about any game, uh, losing or winning at this point, because the goal is to go to the playoffs. Ain't going to happen. I don't want to see that anywhere, anywhere. Because playoffs for us are a distant, in-the-dust rearview mirror. So forget that. So just enjoy your Sunday. Record the game. Watch it when you can. Watch it when you have free time. Don't take your free time to watch it live. It's not worthy. Watch it when you can. Because we're not going anywhere. Realize where we are. Understand it, accept it, and move on. Thank you for the call, my good brother. Nice to hear from New Mexico. All right, Raider Nation, that will do it for this portion or edition of the Raider Nation podcast. Uh, I love you guys. Just know, Randy and I appreciate all you fans out there. Uh, Keep on calling. We'll give you the big goodbye whenever it comes through. But, um, yeah, man, just keep calling because it's about you guys. It's about how you feel and your takes. On what happens in these games. So that's about all I can say. It's about all I have to say about that. (laughs) I am Ritter Greg, and I am out.